Good morning, church family. So good to be with you this morning. Isn't it a great day, Pastor Andrew? Yeah, super day. Just by the way, church, I really hope that you enjoyed last week's message uh, with Pastor Harley uh, Byrne. Um, Harley and Ruthie are really good friends of ours from Rice Church, and I just thought last week was sensational. So let's um, believe we're going to follow in the same suit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, continue to love one another, continue to pray for one another, continue to encourage one another, meet together, be a blessing. Family, you have been extraordinary in this season, so let's continue to be extraordinary. Amen? Amen. Take Amen. it away, Pastor Andrew. I, I want to continue, if I can, with what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks and, and, and may even touch on with what Pastor Harley was talking about last week. But we've, because we've explored such a bunch of stuff together recently. And, you know, when Faith was here, she talked about the 10 virgins. She talked about the oil in their lamps. Uh, we looked at scripture and the reality that Father God wants to pour his anointing oil in us. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Uh, and the fact that he wants that to be alive and a fresh anointing every single day. You know, uh, let, let's face it, you can't live in yesterday's anointing. You've got to live in yeah, today's totally. anointing. It's really you know, good. his mercies are fresh and new daily. We, we talked and we looked intensely over the last couple of weeks of the cost of following Jesus mm. you know because if we want to experience his best for us <clears throat> you know we need to know then that there's actually more there's more peace there's more love there's more joy yeah, there's more so forgiveness good. there's more patience there's more for you and I for all of us yeah. for for Mount Clear Church family for those that are watching there's more of God for us to walk into that he's gifting us amen amen there's always more and and, and I believe that that if we're willing to risk something in the natural to walk with God, then we're going to experience something in the supernatural. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? And here's the conundrum, and here's where I want to go today. Here's the challenge for those of us that call ourselves believers. I believe the bar of expectation, you know, within God's children, within in us, the expectation that we have, you know, has been lowered in, in the sense that, you know, lowered in the in the in regards to to hearing Him, to finances, to relationships, to work. You know, there seems to be such a fear at times within people and the people of God that somehow. You know, we, we, we might disappoint someone or, you know, we may feel condemned if we pray a prayer that's so unimaginable that it doesn't get, you know, we don't see it come to fruition. So we can't pray prayers like that because otherwise then we look foolish. Yeah. You know, it seems that we've learnt and we've been taught over the years to settle for less so and, and, and to settle so that we can avoid disappointment. Yeah. And, and I think as the children of God, there is so much more for us. Yeah. yeah there is just... On. There is Absolutely. so much more for you and I, church. Yeah. So much more for you and I. That's that's why I love it. You know, uh, Grace and Laurie, I, I hope you're watching this morning. That's why I love it when Grace paints. Yeah. You know, even one our, our backdrop is one of Grace's sensational paintings. Mm -hmm. But the thing with, with Grace and when she paints, she paints what many of us could never imagine. Yeah. It's but really it's in her good. imagination and she really she good. brings it to fruition. She she puts it on 
canvas for everyone to see. And then she explains what it is that she was dreaming of, what God's placed on her heart. You yeah, know? brilliant. I love that. She actually paints like you and I should live. Yeah, come yeah? on. We so should good. be able to imagine things that are so out of the ordinary, so you know, so only could be God inspired, yeah. but then we should live a life that yeah. brings it to life, that brings it to fruition, that puts it on canvas, that people can see, yeah? So good. You know, <laughs> the unseen becomes realized. Mm. And Father God, Abba, has desires for us. And in fact, God Himself desires His best. For you and I. Yeah. And, and, and we've got to realize that we live in a world that throws so many lemons at us that can be so tough at yeah. times. I mean, even now with COVID-19, we, we were almost through it and now we're on restrictions again. Mm. You know, we're pulling our hair out. Some people are losing weight. Some are putting on weight, you know, all that sort of stuff. That's not God inspired living in that. That's just life. But in all of that, there is God's best for us that we can walk to and grab hold of if we want to. Yeah, really good. Yeah? Really so good. So today I want us to keep believing and praying for fresh anointing. I, I want us to keep believing for Daddy's best for our lives, no matter yeah. what we're going through. Yeah. And then at the end of the t- at the end of today, you know, Mel and I are going to pray for you. We're going to pray for a fresh anointing. We're going to pray for a fresh outpouring, a fresh touch, a fresh encounter oh. with the living God. Amen? Yeah. You know? I want to suggest today that the main reason we we aren't living his best, yeah, his best, is because we're willing to settle for less. Now, some of you might say, I'm not willing to settle for less. Well, well, let's just go through. Let's see what God's going to challenge us with today. Mm. Yeah, Because if you're not yet walking on water, you're not yet Jesus. And so you're not yet living in his best. Mm. Is that a fair call? Yeah. All right, cool. I hope so. So... Before I go on, though, I just want to say that what I'm going to share, some of you might find challenging, some of you might find confronting, because the reality is when we discover God's desire for us, and when we have a look to see, are we living in that desire, we actually have to be, you know, and following on from last week with Pastor Harley, we have to be vulnerable. We need to be humble before the Lord so that his power can be made strong in our weakness and we can move into his best for us. Amen? Yeah. So... And I guess I want to say it's not about showing up what you and I aren't living, what we're not experiencing. It's not about making any of us feel guilty. No condemnation. No. Just a call for more. Yeah, it's always about living in the fact and the reality that Daddy has planned and purposed for us more. Yeah, Yeah? really good. It's about seeing through his eyes. It's about, uh, you know, as Christians, when we're looking, it should always be a glass half full. Hear me, church, it should always be. If you're a Christ one with the Spirit of God living in you, it should always be a glass half full. Never, never a glass half empty. You know, in seeing all we can be in him, not focusing on what we're not, but seeing on what we can be. You can't run a race unless you know where the finish line is. You need to have a goal, a purpose, something to grab hold of. Amen? Yeah, really good. So I I guess I, I want to say that everything in our fallen world naturally goes from good to bad. You only have to put a banana down to know that it goes from good to bad. Yeah, Leave Leave water in a glass long enough, trust me, ask my son Nathan, and after a couple of weeks you go to drink that water, I can guarantee you it doesn't taste the same. Mm. Especially if it's had a lid on it, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't taste the same at all. Things don't get better without effort. Yeah. In Matthew 7 verse 7, it actually says that we have to seek to find, that we've got to knock for the door to be opened, and we have to ask 
to receive. So in other words, it's our responsibility. It is our responsibility to, to grab hold of all that God has for us, that he desires for us. We need to raise our sights and aim a whole bunch higher, I think. Reminds me a little bit of... Um you know, of athletes, like they're born with a gift. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when our son Samuel was really young, we discovered that he had this amazing gift to run. He just had this beautiful style. He was really fast. He had incredible endurance. And I think it was hereditary. There we go. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, he, he had this gift. But, you know, so, so God has placed gifts on the inside of all of us. We have gifts and we have talents. Yeah. But an athlete doesn't become a great athlete athlete unless they're willing to train yeah come on our niece has just gone to the states on a scholarship because she's an incredible athlete and um she was willing to train yeah she was willing to train i remember when she was really young and we would be having dinners at andrew's mum's house and five to seven nights a week she would be training like her life was all about training my sister-in-law shared with me that the most relaxing thing she gets to do is watch netflix in the back of her car with a blanket while her daughter's training so she's an incredible athlete but she's actually had to use that gift and hone that gift yeah. and work on that gift yeah. for it to become something great yeah totally so let's jump into some scripture because our time is ticking away but matthew 13 from verse 3 to verse 9 says then he told them many things in parables saying a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow but when the sun came up the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root other seed fell among thorns and which grew and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil when it produced a crop a hundred, sixty or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And then still in Matthew 13, but verses 18 to 23, listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears a message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in the heart. This, this is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. Mm. And then verse 23 actually says, but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Mm. I love good. this. Really good. I, I love this parable. This is not the same as the parable of the talents. It's, it's not the same. This is about how, how we, we use what's been given to us. Yeah. Yeah, how, how do we use that? So the parables, this is about how we respond to what he desires for us, mm. yeah, he, which is his best. And did you know that this is the actual only parable that Jesus actually takes the time to explain? And he does that because it's important for us to understand and to know. Yeah, it's you know, really good. We have three examples of not so good ground and the reasons that the seed didn't take. And then he mentions the good soil, the good ground. It's the good ground, the rich ground. And the proper Greek translation actually is fertile ground. And it's the ground that actually produces a crop. 
The emphasis here is not the sower. It's not the seed because the seed in every example was perfect. Yeah. But it was the ground. It was the soil. Yeah, great. And in verse 23, Jesus explains it. He says that the ground is people. The ground, the actual soil is us. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. So today I want to remind us that, that God's desire is his very, very best for us, for all of us. So he plants his seed, he scatters it everywhere yeah, yeah, for us. But now in this passage, some produce 30, some 60, some 100, and some nothing, nothing at all. Now, if we're the soil, if we're the ground that the seed lands on, I want to focus on the 30, the 60, and 100 fold. Mm. Because is the 30 fold, is 30 times good? Yes, is 60 times good? Yes. Yes, it is. They are good. Jesus was already in this parable. He was blowing the minds of the farmers, totally messing with their heads. Because if you were a farmer in those days, in Palestine and, and, and in Israel, in those days, if you had a tenfold crop, if your crop produced ten times, that was good. It was very good. Yeah, it was exceptionally good. But 30 times, 60 times... A hundred times, that's totally unheard of. That's abnormal. That's just astonishing, yeah? So God's saying that the seed can find good soil, which is us, and go in and produce an unimaginable crop. Yeah, yeah? come on. Because he's, he's God. Yeah. He's created everything. His desire, his desire is for his best for us. So it's outside of what we can even think and imagine, yeah? I love that 30, 60, 90, you know, because it's God and his belief in us. Yeah, and the yeah. fact that he just wants to continually bring increase to our lives, that he doesn't ever want us to be in a place that is just stagnant and we're just doing this thing, but he actually always wants to bring increase yes. upon increase upon increase. Yeah, so come on. God yeah, saying, I believe it. in you, you know, I believe in you. I have more for you. I have got you. You can do this thing. It's, um, yeah, I feel like it's God just championing us and God saying, I've got more. Come on, I've got more and I've got more and I've got more. I believe in you. I have gifted you. I have placed talents upon your life. Let's increase this in Come Jesus' on. name. And, and, and this truth, total truth in what Mel, Mel said, because the truth of this parable that Jesus taught is the results of hearing the gospel always depends. You ready? Here's the challenge. On the condition of the soil, not the skill of the sower. God is God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. His seed is perfect regardless of where it's scattered. Yeah, mm. It's the character of the hearer, that's us, that's going to determine the effect of the word on us and in us because the seed is always perfect. It's always good. That's so you know? true, isn't it? Because well, you, know, you can hear a message. You can have two people hear the same message or the same sermon. And they hear two different and, things. And they hear two different things but they also can have totally different responses yeah. because you can have an open heart that says I'm ready to receive this I'm ready to be transformed by this I'm yeah. ready to just pursue this word that you're depositing in my life or you can have this hard heart and it could be the most incredible word in the world but it doesn't penetrate because a lot of it is the openness and the willingness and the condition of our heart. Well I've actually written here that if you hear the gospel of Jesus Jesus and you turn your back and walk away that doesn't say anything about the seed yeah, that just says on. everything about the soil yeah totally. you know it actually is a revelation and it reveals where you, where our heart is yeah mm. 
We're the soil. That's what he's talking about. He wants his best for us. And to produce 30, 60, 100 fold, our hearts have to be fertile. And Papa wants us to be fruitful people, regardless of where we find ourselves living life. Yeah, he really wants good. us to grow. He wants us to grow in him and with him in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. So some of us have produced 30 times what was sown in our lives. That's 30 times more than what was there. It means we're 30 times better, 30 times more like Jesus, 30 yeah, times producing fruit. This is actually really good. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah? Come on. But hear this. That's good, but it's not his best. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, but it's not his best because there's yeah. always more. Some of us are producing 60 times of what's been sown in our lives, 60 times more of, of what was there, 60 times better, 60 times more wow. like Jesus. That's awesome. Wow. But that's still not his best. Come on. His best for us is a oh. hundredfold. Yeah. You know, the 30 and 60 are good. So please don't be guilty if you're not walking on water. I'm not walking on water, but I know that I can still, you know, aim for something. I can be more like Jesus today. Yeah. Come yeah. On. Yeah. I, I, I love this thought because as parents, we want our kids, you know, our desire for them is our best. Yeah. And I want my sons to score a hundred percent on every test they ever do. And this is a really poor analogy. Now, if they come back with 75 or 80 or 65, I'm st still going to be happy. They've passed. They've done their best. That's awesome. But my desire for them, yeah, is still greater. And I know there are steps that can help improve them, work towards their 100, yeah? Yeah. It's the same. Uh, Luke actually shows us in this scripture in Luke 8.15 how to produce a good crop. In 8.15 he says, But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, one, retain it, two, and by persevering produce a crop. It mentions those three things, hear, retain, and persevere. The word hear is actually the Greek word akusantis, yeah? And it means to hear and it means to listen. So one of the things that we need to do to produce a crop, if we actually want to be more like Christ, if we want to walk in this hundredfold, then we need to hear, we need to listen to God's word. Come on. So I want to suggest that some of us, maybe we're not experiencing living in the hundredfold because, and this is me included, is because we're not listening. You know, we're not hearing. We're not stopping enough. We're so busy in this time, you know? Yeah. Then he says, were you going to say something? I was going to say, when you say listening, you, um, you're not just talking about listening to sermons. Like listening is like getting into the word, reading Posturing the word. yourself where you can hear God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. Really good. Then he says retain. And retain is a, the Greek word is katakousin. Yeah, means to hold fast, to bind, to restrain, to arrest, to take possession of. Yeah, that's what we need to do. And, and, and I heard a pastor friend of mine, Milton, put it this way, that to actually retain is to take possession of. And, and I can't help but think of the kids cartoon with Nemo, you know, with the seagulls. Yeah. You know, my, 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 this is mine. Yeah. That, that, that's what it is. That's what it's like to actually retain something. You know, Luke tells us really, really clearly the good seed that falls on good soil is a noble and good heart who hears, retains and perseveres. That's mine. I want that. Yeah. You know, we're not going to let it go. We're going to fight for it in Jesus' name. Can I share something? You can. <laughs> we might have to go into next week for this message, but... That's all right. 
No, because, you know, often you you speak with people about reading the Bible and a lot of people share that it's really tough, that they really struggle to read the Bible. They struggle to read the Word. They don't know where to start in it. New Testament. Yeah, absolutely. Always (laughs) a New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John start with the Gospels, find out about what Jesus did. But what I would share is when I first started reading the Bible, I didn't understand what I was reading, but people just told me to do it and that it was a good thing and a time would come where it would make come sense on. and yep. God would be able to use the things I read to speak into my life. Absolutely. So, so I kept reading the Bible. I kept persevering. I kept doing that. And I'd be reading it and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't understand what I'm reading. I don't understand what this means. And I often remember going to my youth pastor and I would put poster notes in the Bible of all of the things that I'd read that I didn't understand. So when you go to Bible study, you can do stuff like that. But a time came where everything started to make sense and a time came where where some of those things that I had read years earlier yeah, yeah. when I was walking through a situation God would bring an exact scripture and exact words something that I had read to so speak into my life so I would say persevere with that you know get an audio bible like if you don't love reading get an audio bible listen to sermons there's lots of different ways that we can get the word of God into us but the word of God is life Life, it's hope, it's love, it's peace, it's forgiveness. Like Absolutely. we need to um, feed on this thing. Man doesn't live on bread alone. So we do whatever live. you have to do yeah. to hear, to listen, Come and to retain. Because then we have to persevere. And that's the Greek word. I can't even pronounce it. It's almost like hippopone, yeah. But the meaning behind it, it's a patient enduring, it's steadfastness. Um, It's the thought of staying behind long after everyone else is gone. You're not going until this thing's done. You're not going until you've actually grabbed hold of the thing that you're after. You're going to keep digging till you discover the treasure, even though everyone else has stopped digging, you know? So I just want to repeat that if you're living in 60, if you're living in 30, we're not to be disappointed about those places. They are really exceptionally good. We are growing in the Lord. But we're talking about the creator of heaven and the earth. Yeah, God, who's created everything, it causes the leaves to move with the wind. And we don't even know where the wind comes from. It's there one minute, it's on the other side. He is God. He doesn't change. And so his best is so far beyond what we can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, So far beyond what we can imagine. Be happy with where you're at. Yeah. But not content that you don't desire more. You know, you can be happy living in the 30 and happy living in the 60. But it's like this. If you're living in the 30 and you want to experience this 60 times, this thing that God has for us, it's going to cost you something. If you're living in the 60 and you want to experience all of God's best for your life, hear me, it's going to cost you something. It's going to take you something. It's leaving behind something in the natural, you know, to be able to grab hold of the supernatural. It requires courage to be able to paint something on a canvas that no one can see, that you can only see in your mind's eye. Yeah, it takes faith. Well, it takes sacrifice, doesn't it? You know, because every time we choose to to spend time with God and to position ourselves yeah. to hear from God, it actually requires us to give something up to have that time with Him. We've got to sacrifice something else that maybe our flesh would have loved to do to give up that time with God. When we choose to love someone and serve someone or to step out in faith to, to hear what God said and, and, and to step out, again, it requires sacrifice because we're giving up our agenda 
calendar, yeah. our time, you know, maybe stuff that we wanted to do to actually do what God Absolutely. wants us to do. And this isn't about striving. This is not no. about striving. This no. is desiring. Yeah. As Christians, we should have such a heart and a passion for Come the things on. of God. It should yeah. just flow naturally yeah. from us yeah. to want to live in that. And, mm. and to think about his best the unimaginable, that that's moving to a place of unknown where we don't have the answers, where we're totally relying on God. Look, yeah. I mean, this is a scary place that you and I are working towards or walking towards is a probably a, a, a better way to put it, yeah? Where we're walking towards a place where we don't have the answers, where we're reliant upon the King of Kings. I mean, I, I, I could talk so much on it. I don't want to focus on, on where we're not and what we don't have, but I, I want us to see his desire for us. And, and then you and I, we need to be a people that declare it, that decree it, that claim it for our lives. And then you and I, we actually paint it into existence. Yeah, yeah come on. We paint it into existence. Mm. You know, God has far more for all of us than what we could ever imagine, yet we'll never live in God's best until we become completely dissatisfied. Yeah? With second best. Mm. Completely dissatisfied. You know, I'm not saying that we need God to do something more or something else. God's done everything he needs to do. We don't need God to do or move more than what he already is. But we need to believe what he's already done. And now we need to live in it and walk towards it in Jesus' name. You know, the best way to, to, to really capture this, you know, the, the type of price that you and I, if we're willing to pay, comes in Ezekiel chapter 47. And it and reads from verse 1, The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw the water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate, led me around on the outside of the outer gate, facing east, and the water was trickling from the south side. This is all really confusing. But then it gets to this verse and it says, If the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits, then led me through the water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits, led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to my waist. He measured off another thousand. But now it was a river that I could not cross because the water has risen and had risen and was deep enough to swim in a river that no one could cross. The water is him, it's God, it's Jesus, it's the Holy Spirit, yeah. it's our faith walk. Yeah, and each level is a level of faith can, that we can walk in. And God's desire for us is to walk into the river, past our ankles and our knees and our waist, well past beyond our head where we have to trust him. Because mm. while you're walking in the water, you can see the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. You can make decisions. When it's up to your knees, you can sort of see the bottom. You might trip occasionally, but you're still in control. But if you're ever going to the beach, once it's up to your waist, a lot of the times now it's starting to get a little bit murky. The yeah. sand's playing up. Yeah. You can't see exactly where you're walking so there's a bit of faith you don't know if there's a shark just up the upper head that's about to take your leg you don't know that right but and then all of a sudden it just drops off and it becomes so deep that you have no idea what's underneath you yeah. you have no idea what's around you no idea what's coming and that's where God wants us to live in this yeah. place of utter surrender and faith yeah. that's the hundredfold that's the 30 that's the 60 that's the hundredfold yeah. that he wants us to walk into but what so are you good. and I what price are we willing to pay to get to that place? Yeah. Wow. To live in that space. So I mean, good. oh, wow. So good. Don't we all say, I want more of God. I want more of him. Yeah. Well, amen. If we're going to do that, we need to count the cost and we need to walk into deeper waters with him, trusting him every step of the way. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Like, 
Gary Morgan actually says, God always gives his best to those who leave the choice with him. Wow. When it's up to your ankles, you can still make a choice. Mm. Knees, you can still make a choice. Mm. Waist, you can still make a choice. But when it's over your head, you can't, make, you can't see. It's totally up to him. Mm. God always gives his best to those who leave the choice with him. It's amazing, though, you know, when God speaks to you and he says, okay, I want you to take this step, and you take that step, and once you take that step, then he shows you the next step. Yeah. And you take that step, and then he shows you the next step. So yeah. is it a, So it's a continual by-faith journey, but God is so good and so faithful that he just continues to show us each step yeah, yeah. as we trust come in on, him. Come on. Because then we're allowing him to show us where to go, and him to show us what to do, and him to show us where to step, yeah. rather than trying to control everything ourselves, Absolutely. and then we're not always tuned in to what he He's actually speaking to us. We need to pray, church. This this thing I know, only you know if you're living in God's best. You you know if you're at 30, you know if you're at 60, you know if you're at 100, but only you know. Let's pray. Let's pray God's anointing, visitation and renewal in Jesus' name. Yeah, amen. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We are so thankful that you're our God, our King, our Redeemer, our Saviour. And I thank you that you continually have more for us in Jesus' name because you believe in us, because you have deposited, God. You have you have placed inside of us, God, so much beauty, God, that you want to multiply, that you want to reach out, Father, that you want to use to transform the yeah. world we live in. Amen. God. God. So we say yes, Father. We surrender. We say yes. We'll fresh anointing, Christ, fresh God. visitation, yeah, fresh, fresh power. Yeah, come on, just more and more and more of you, God. Refresh us, renew us, God. Tune us Move into in your us. voice. Yes. For those Lord. around us, Lord God, that we might see a change in Jesus' yes. name. Mount Clear Church of Amen. Christ. Have a great day. Amen. Amen. Love you, church. <laughs> Great job, love. And we ran out of time, and that's a cut. (laughs) Cut. (laughs) How much time was left on that, you reckon? Um, 26 seconds. Yeah, I knew we were close. You reckon I talk a lot? Oh, my goodness. I just did what you normally do. No way. You must have used about 15 minutes of my 30. I think that's an exaggeration. (laughs) All right. 12 minutes of my 29.